Welcome to our podcast. I'm David Kramer coming to you from Northern California. And I'm Dave Blasco from Arizona. Dave and I have been friends since the early 1980s when we were college roommates. And we finally found a medium to share our wisdom with the world or at least our opinions. Between us, we have two engineering degrees, two master's degrees, an economics degree, 60 years of work experience plus, and I think we own seven cars between us. Wow, that's a lot of cars. And we're making this podcast together to try and help each other. And hopefully you, the listener, save some money. So Mr. Kramer, it sounds like you may have tipped off what our topic is going to be today. Uh, yes, as I think this is pretty intuitive, but it probably, for most people, is less expensive to own fewer cars. Cars are expensive. I, I, you know, and I never really, I, I'm, sometimes I just don't get it. I came to that realization, like I had this big epiphany about three or four years ago, like, oh my gosh, how much does it cost to own a car for your life? And it's a lot of money. Uh, yes, but. Uh, you and I both live in the in the burbs, uh, in the safety of our single family homes. Um, what what would we do without cars? Yeah, I mean, I, I so I'll say right away. I've if I had to commute to my um, previous job, which I no longer am working at, it's cheaper to buy a car and own a car. Now, it's. I tend to buy a car and keep keep them for a long time, 10 plus years or so, but it's definitely cheaper. You could not Uber to where I work back and forth and make it work for you. I don't think you could Uber back and forth to work and make it work for you either. Yeah, we looked into that briefly. Uh, my wife has a long commute and one day her, oh, she, her car broke down or something like that and she had to Uber back and it was not terribly expensive, but it was after hours. During, uh, during commute hours, it's expensive. Yeah, I, I didn't look at it that way. I just I said I, I've kind of run these math scenarios from time to time, and um, I looked at Ubering, and I've come to the conclusion anybody that lives in suburbia and has to go to a job, say like five days a week, which a lot of people do, it's it's more expensive to um, uh, Uber than it is to own a modest car that you keep for a long time. My sister says hello, by the way. Hello, Daphne. Um. Uh. Yes, I think that is true, but I think what we're talking about here is the concept of a family going to fewer cars. Instead of having two cars, can you get by with one car? And, I, and Yeah, and what I was thinking about um, recently is uh, as I was getting ready for retirement, I, I had talked myself into just only needing one car, and that, that was, I think, a radical concept for a lot of folks, but I don't drive a lot, frankly. I might go to Home Depot, I might run a few errands. I, I'm fine to stay at home, if you will. Um, and so literally this point where we started working from home when COVID hit, about mid-March, I started working from home, and I think you did too. I've got to write a note to myself to drive the cars that I do have. So there's two cars that I have to write a note to start and drive, because if I don't, the Toyota battery will go down and won't start, and it's just good to drive your car. And literally, if if I were to work from home, I think I would drive my Nissan maybe 500 miles a year, maybe 500 miles a year. And, um, you know, the other extra car that I have, which was the car I bought for my daughter before she decided to move to the big city, it's getting maybe 500 miles as well. Um, yeah, in this age of uh, coronavirus, I got, a, I think, a $170 credit from my auto insurance company. Yeah, and I called, so I called Geico too to confirm that. I won't get a credit, but 
they're going to lower their premiums when my six month policy comes due in, in August. And just a couple of things that are bouncing around in my head is uh, if, um, if say there's two of you, you and your spouse, and we'll come to our kids later, if both of you say work from home or you were retired, I've come to the conclusion that there's no sense in having two cars, one car is, is appropriate because in you, it would be cheaper to have the one car. And if you had to Uber, which I, probably wouldn't have to do you could uber and it would be cheaper to do that so i looked up some numbers preparing for this um for what our listeners might experience um so the average cost of a new car last year according to kelly's blue book was just under thirty six thousand dollars a year wow and what i like about that number is it's divisible by 12 so i can do the math in my head if i need to (laughs) So if you make some assumptions, here's my thought. So a car, if you hold it for three years, is going to lose about half its value. It seems like about, I think, yeah, I think the average car loses 20% the first year and then 10% each year after that. So after three years, it's going to lose 40, 50% of its value. Yeah. All right. It'll be less for a Honda and more for a Chevy. But yeah, yeah. Depends how you drive it, but say 50%. So um, that works out to $500 a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and normally you'll take a loan out and you'll have to pay interest on that loan. And even though interest rates from the federal government are roughly zero, um, car interest rates are about five and a quarter percent. So that means you're paying another hundred dollars a month in interest. Um, and then I checked to see what uh, insurance costs were and they break that down by uh, state. Um and I was surprised. The average cost in California is $1,647 a year. And in Arizona, it's $1,543 a year. So within $100 of each other. So call it $1,600. So that's probably, for, probably for a middle-aged person, maybe a man or woman, like middle-aged person, per, person who's older than 25. Yeah. Yeah. And California's probably because... There's a lot of rural areas. Anyway, um, yeah, we pay more than that, certainly. But um, mm-hmm. And then I looked up, I did the math on what it would cost to register a $36,000 car in California, and it's uh, $528. It sounds similar to Arizona. I think both our states basically have registrations that are tied to the value of the vehicle. I know I was shocked when I first came out to Arizona because the states I'd lived before, um, the Registering your vehicle was like a flat fee, so it didn't matter um, with the cost of the vehicle. But a lot of states are like Arizona and California, where you pay in proportion to the value of the car. Yeah. I, somehow I managed to lose some of my notes, uh, but that works out to a lot of money each month. Uh, it, it's nearly a thousand dollars. It's a lot of money, you know, you, and it's just a lot of money. So my my hypothesis is. If both you and your significant other were having to go to work every day, like I know your work is somewhere around 25 or 30 miles. My work was 14 miles away. You need a car to get there in this society, right? I could take public transportation to my work. It'd be a little tough. It would take me over an hour to get there. I can drive with light traffic get there in 25 minutes. It just wouldn't be worth it to me. So having a car to get back and forth to work is a must. Now you could potentially look at carpooling. Some people in my work do or carpool. Um, with my job, it was kind of dicey because the carpool is very structured. You have to leave at a certain time. And I had some days where I was staying late or whatever. 
But now that we're working from home, I was talking to a couple of friends of mine here in town where both he and his wife are now getting to work from home during coronavirus and may continue that. I question whether they needed, they needed two cars. And my conclusion is it's a lot of money. And for me, um, I'm looking at reducing my car insurance policy. So I called Geico and, and I've been looking at doing some of these per the mile car insurance policies. Have you heard of these things? A uh, big one's called Metro Mile. I've heard of them from you. I have not looked into it. I have to be honest. And so I looked into them. The, the break even is somewhere around um, three to 6,000 miles a year. So I've got now three cars that are being driven less than 3,000 miles a year. Uh so you can get your car insurance down, but it's still pretty significant. And so I've just, I, then I stepped back and said, Hey, does it make sense to have a car? Right? Like if I didn't have a car, I think I'd be fine with it. Just keep my wife's car. When we go places, we go in her car. Um, and I think at this point I might drive my car 500 miles in a year. So at this point, I think I'll keep my car cause it's paid off. And I looked at the opportunity cost, like what, what interest could I get on it? What's the insurance cost like you did? What's the cost to register it? And it's about $1,300 a year from what I can tell at this point, my opportunity cost. So it's about a hundred bucks a month. I'm kind of on the fence, but I'll probably keep it. Hmm. But at some point when that car, I don't need it anymore. I firmly believe that if you and your spouse are both at home working primarily and, or you're retired that you don't need two cars. Yeah, from a societal point of view, we've been trying to push people to build denser housing near public transportation. So mm-hmm. if you were choosing where you were living um, and you could do that, then at least hopefully one of you in the family could take public transportation and then you'd have a car on the weekend. Right. But, but I mean, since I'm, your daughter lives in Manhattan, well, normally she has daughter. no need whatsoever for a car, right? Yeah, and I think when she when she was going to move there, I bought her a car as a gift when she graduated from college, which she hasn't used a whole lot. Um, she initially thought she was going to use a car in Manhattan. And I said, like, you're crazy because it's I find it to be a hassle. You can find a parking spot on the street, but it's just kind of a hassle. It's just and you and it just seems like if you were going to drive from. So bottom line is she's been there for four years rather car i don't think she particularly misses it i don't think anyone in manhattan needs a car i agree i agree so if you do have one car for weekends and to go grocery shopping and you can figure something out as far as whether you work or or get to work or not work um yeah eight thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars a year pays for a lot of uber lifts yeah and it actually would pay to rent a truck once in a while or a van instead of because the other thing is if you only have one vehicle you'll have a tendency to buy the biggest vehicle you might ever need so an all-wheel drive eight-seater suburban that gets 11 miles to the gallon yeah i will say we sold our um i miss our van we had a honda minivan that i uh, sold i sell in 2000 I forget if I sold an 18 or 19. I missed that thing because it would seat eight people. It would put a lot of stuff in it. Still had to rent a truck one time to move my son from his apartment because it won't fit like a mattress in it. Um, uh, there's certain other things that won't do well. So every once in a while, like there's like it's nice to have a truck, but you don't want to own a truck because the trucks are expensive and they get bad gas mileage. Rent them. Yeah, I've tried to figure out a way to do an actual car share, not 
not lift or anything like that, but with uh, a friend or a neighbor where mm-hmm. uh, we, between us, we own one large eight seater vehicle because it is really nice to pick people up at the airport or to drive someplace to go skiing. The problem is you're always, uh, you're going to want to do it at the same time when you have kids anyway, which is what we're probably talking about because they're off school at the same time. Yeah, it is a problem. And so I, you know, what kind of car to get? I, I haven't really thought through that. We got rid of our van. I miss it. There's, there's, if we go out to, sometimes as a family, we have to take two cars now, which is kind of a pain where we, before we go into a van, but it, it is what it is. I, I can't change it. I, I miss having it. I think a van is probably the most practical thing for families with kids. We just, we bought a small SUV, which is basically the same size as the Prius I have it with just a little higher. And it, it's fine for, you know, one or two people. You know, we cram five people in it sometimes. It's a little, it's a little squishy like the Prius is, but you get there. But you can't take six or seven. Yeah, I remember when I was working in Boston, there was a couple of years there where I was building a big project in the hospital district and my wife was literally working across the street at doing her uh, residency at uh, a different hospital. Mm-hmm. But she had a good parking space and... Uh, um, I could work flexible hours as long as they were longer than a regular work day. So <laughs> there was no real problem with us driving together and we'd beat traffic. And, um, but I tell you, it is stressful on a couple's relationship to carpool, even in the best of situations. Uh, Cause when you meet somebody on the street, somebody ends up sitting for five minutes at least and in the wintertime or in traffic, that sucks. Oh, and, I gotcha. <laughs> and in Phoenix, you could die, right? <laughs> be hot. Yeah. I guess if you were coming to pick me up, I'd wait in the lobby, walk downstairs in the lobby and say, when you come by, I'd walk out of the lobby to see you. Yeah. but Where she was, it probably wasn't that easy to do. Whereas like in my work, I, you could, I can literally see you drive up and see you 15 feet away and walk out and jump in the car. Yeah, this was a dense urban area which is why it worked but it also made it harder uh (laughs) and when you took the car out in the middle of the day for a meeting or something then the other person wouldn't know where the car was um so it it, the logistics on it are are tricky right would you consider though so i mean from my perspective i'm thinking i won't get rid of my car because it's paid for and the opportunity cost like i said it's like 1300 bucks a year and as the car gets older then it's worth less the opportunity cost actually in some ways goes down um but i think when it comes time to get another one i'll just say one one is going to be enough and you know if i have to call uber six times the year that'd be like the most i could ever conceive that so be it right right i mean you're saying the marginal your savings would be something like a hundred dollars a month if you reduce by one car well that's i'm just looking at this year i i just looked at like what's the car cost me this year but if i had to if i had to keep a car so you, i'd have to that's just the cost for the, given the fact that i have the car just paid off to your point you're looking at it as a long-term cost like what's it cost me to have that car every month like a, the going concern so you could say it's probably at least 500 bucks a month to have a car like a honda court style car where you you can rent at least one for like 360 bucks a month right um you throw in the co- the other costs you're probably looking at 500 or 600 bucks maybe more a month like you like the math you did for the car over over long periods of time yeah but Normally, if you were driving a car 
a normal amount, it's still going to cost you, even if the car was free, an absolute junker, it would cost you a hundred bucks a month in um, uh, registration and insurance. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, my car, um, yeah, we're, my insurance is somewhere like six or 700 bucks for that car for the year. Um, so it's a little bit lower than what you quoted. I have to go back and look at my notes again. Um, but I think my cars are somewhere between three fifty and four hundred dollars for six months, so they're about seven hundred, eight hundred dollars per car. And some of that savings might be just I have higher deductibles, so I'm not sure how you priced out your insurance. I did them with thousand dollar deductibles. Anyways, I, I think I was pinging a couple of friends of mine who are in a similar situation to you, where they get to work from home now, and it sounds like going forward they may get to work from home more maybe a lot versus going into the office every day and i said hey would you consider going down to one car because you could save a lot of money your math was a thousand bucks a month um i think if you held your car longer than three years you could certainly get your car cost down probably closer to, to maybe even four hundred dollars a month if you bought like a prius and kept it for 10 years or something like that but it's still a lot of money right it's a lot of money it is it is um, and there's a, a non-monetary value too. I like driving. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I mentioned this to my significant other, my, to my wife, and she was taken aback by this when I had suggested retirement because I think, I think in her mind, like it's part of the American dream, like you know, couple cars in the garage, chicken every pod, that kind of thing. It just that's like Americana to have, you know, a car for each person. It's like shoot, I drive my car less than a thousand miles a year. That's not to work. So if I'm not going to work. I'm literally going to Home Depot, maybe running an errand. We're generally going in her car. It's a little, maybe a little bit nicer, fancier than my car. So it just sits there most of the time. And big picture wise, you're not only buying a car, you have to park it most of the time. So uh, if you need an indoor spot, that's particularly expensive. Um, it, you'd be, <laughs> uh, as you know, I price things for construction for a living. And if you're putting an underground construction, uh, underground parking spot in this area, it easily exceeds $100,000. Well, yeah, I never had that situation, but my brother-in-law, you know, um, he, were, he lived in a condominium where the parking, you didn't get parking spots or you had to buy the parking spots. I think the parking spots were 40 grand or something like that per parking spot. Yep, yep. That's a lot. It is. It is. And, uh, you know, they all take up space and burn energy. Yeah. But so just I, my curiosity is, do you think you could make it, you're, you and your wife are both working from home now. Once COVID goes by, you're probably returned to their job site. You're out at the office. Would you guys, let's say, for instance, if you thought you could work primarily from home, would you consider just going down to one car? Right now, we're considering whether to go from three to four cars. So um, I don't think so. If one of us actually worked from home, like mm -hmm. at this point, my wife is expecting to work from home through November. Okay. But then you don't know what's going to happen, and we right. go opposite directions. Um, so I don't think we could. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe when the boys were out of school. Um, and you have, we should say, my children are like 23 and 27, so I don't have to shuttle them around. They have driver's licenses and go, you're shuttling one child around, doesn't have a license yet, one is in the process of getting his license, right? It, I think it changes the math once you have 
if you have younger kids that need to be shuttled and if they can drive or not. Yes. So I don't see any time in the near future going to one car. We did look you. into once upon a time. There are things that are car clubs. Have you heard of these where you mm -hmm. can, I think when I looked at it, the cheapest one was something like $3,000 a year, $3,500 a year. Mm -hmm. And you could use a really nice car, something like a Porsche 911 base, right? Mm -hmm. For eight days a year. So wow. if you're somebody who likes driving, they will bring that car to your house on a flatbed and back it out and park it in your driveway. And you can drive it around for the day, you know, go up into the hills or whatever you do for fun. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a lot less expensive than owning even a modest car. Um, um, and you know why I didn't do it, David? Mm. They all came with automatic transmissions. <laughs> no one knows how to drive a manual anymore. There's another... Um it's interesting. Uh, there's a car service called Turo that I looked at where you can rent your car out to other people. So I think um, I, it seems to me that some people have, will buy a fancy car and then rent it out for a few days a month to try to um, cover the car payments. It seems like some younger folks were doing that maybe who couldn't normally afford that. That might be another way of like renting a car. I, I talked about the van. I, I miss my van sometimes. And you know, worst case, I could go up to Enterprise here, has a rental car place not too far and rent a van because it's really nice to go on a ski trip. Or if you're going on a road trip, could you just throw everything in the back? And depending on how many people you have, you got a lot of storage. And it's just nice to have that. Yeah. Uh, Dave, you're a pretty neat person by, um, by nature. One thing, though, about borrowing cars or using shared cars is it doesn't have – well, I was going to say your CDs in the in the glove box, but that's not a thing anymore. But um, uh, you know, I got a bag full of stuff. I got an extra pair of shoes. I got my hard hat. I got uh, all sorts of stuff floating around in my car. Now I have hand sanitizer and a and a face mask. Um, and you'd have to figure out how to carry that all with you. I guess you could put it in a bag. Did you? card in and out but that might be another option for folks so i don't know just my main thing was if if uh the day comes i'm retired or you know both of us are working from home i think i'm totally fine with having w one car and it probably would just take a little bit more planning with your spouse to say hey i need to run to home depot now for me it's like i just would do that in the morning and my wife would probably be still sleeping and having a coffee anyway so it never there'd never be a conflict there because i'm usually going to home depot before seven o'clock in the morning and she's worst case is drinking coffee right not going to be going anywhere for at least two to three hours um and then doctor's appointments if you both had a doctor's appointment you could make on the same date or you go to the dentist back to back maybe something like that when you're both <laughs> you're both retired but I, uh, it's just uh for me it's just this huge expense and i i, I don't i, I don't like driving as much as you do, but I like getting out of the house. So I just, for me, I just, what I've noticed working from home, I just get out and I'll walk around the block. Hmm. Um, I've been doing that a lot lately. Just, just get out. My daughter do the same thing. She'll just, um, my daughter's come back to visit from Manhattan and has decided not to go back yet. So she'll just go out and walk around even in the hot part of the day. Cause you're just so tired of being in your seat, button seat working. Yeah. Now that you have Uber and Lyft, there's some flexibility that you don't need as much, right? But when your car is in the shop a couple times a year, it was you needed somebody to give you a ride home. But right. typically, they're pretty customer service oriented. They'll give you a ride at least one way, and you can catch an catch an Uber for 
whatever, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, depends where it is. Yeah, that's a good point. Because, yeah, you, you have that issue. Um, it's not so bad. Yeah, getting back is a little harder because normally most places will drive you home. And if you catch it just right, you can maybe only have one or two people in the car who are getting ported back to their work. So, yeah, you'd have to, that's something to think about. You have those kind of situations. Um, so, that would definitely add cost, but an Uber would be. To the car dealerships where we live would be like seven or eight bucks because they're close, depending on how far where your car dealership is. And you would have to be a little more flexible, right? Because when you drove somebody else's car and you move the seat and you move the mirrors, even if you figure out how to move the seat back where it was, yes. the mirrors guessing at, right? That's always irritating. So I think some fancier cars will have the memory i don't have that in any of my cars will remember like where your seat and um mirrors are which is kind of nice for multi multiple drivers yeah i remember some cars have a power uh main rear view mirror which i thought was ridiculous then somebody pointed out that when it resets for the other driver it puts it back where it was like oh okay then because um, they are hard to adjust they are hard to adjust. So, all right. Well, listeners, I think it's something our listeners should at least consider. So maybe if you're both working from home, could you make it work? Or if um, maybe you're getting ready. Uh, I'm at a point in life where I'm thinking about retirement. Would I just not buy the two cars? And I think for me, certainly in retirement, just the one car I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deal with or just keep the old one for a long time and just use it sparingly, I guess. Well, can't argue with it. Save a boatload of money. All right. All right, so let's sign off for today. Dave, it was good to talk to you. All righty. And I'll talk to you again next week. All right, bye now. Boy. Sounds meaningless after you say it a couple of times, isn't it? Economics. 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 <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs>